Okay, do any of the following phrases sound familiar to you? You must be going crazy. That's not what happened. Yep. Sounds familiar. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you're imagining things. Ah. That's another one. Don't need to be so sensitive. Just settle down. I'm only joking. Mm. I was only joking. If mm. these phrases maybe sound very familiar to you or they have you've noticed a pattern in what you've been hearing from your spouse or what you've been saying even, um, you might be gaslit or be gaslighting to your spouse. hey <laughs> Uh, and in this episode, we are going to discuss what exactly that is, what it looks like in marriage, some tangible ways to kind of recognize it, um, and then how to confront and end the abuse, which is twofold. So if I am the gaslighter, uh, then how can I begin to get out of this? Or if I'm the abused, mm-hmm. uh, how do we start to confront the situation and the relationship and work through that in a godly and hopefully mm-hmm. uh, complete way? So that is what we're going to be talking about today. We look forward to talking with you on the other side. (laughs) I always feel insecure when he starts giggling. (laughs) See you on the other side. (laughs) I don't mean to giggle. I I feel like it just, you kind of, you kind of crumble at the end there. (laughs) So you're afraid I'm going to say something, but it's it's Yeah, I didn't know if I should leave room for you to say something or not. I don't know. It's okay. You're just imagining things. You're crazy. <laughs> now the gaslighting. Okay, no, we're not trying to giggle here. We mentioned one of the. We mentioned this as uh, one of the kind of main manipulation tactics, weapons, tools that techniques, couples will deploy. Yeah. Techniques, and the the underlying thing here that I think we need to undergird the relationship with, or excuse me, this conversation with, is that motive matters. Yeah. Motive matters, and we keep saying like you don't. You may not know if you're doing this to your spouse. And we'll talk about how you can know. Yeah, but yeah, we will talk about that. Sometimes it feels but hard. And- sometimes you you deploy these tactics not knowing what exactly it is, and I think by putting a name to it, understanding what it is, you can start to actually walk more in the light mm-hmm. and see it truly for what it is, mm-hmm. and therefore see the effects of it. If if you've not yet seen seen those, yeah, and the effects are not more health; it's more un, unhealth. Is that, <laughs> is that a thing? More dysfunction. I should say. So yeah. before we get into that, welcome back. My name is Ryan Frederick. This is my lovely wife, Selena Frederick. Mm-hmm. Imagine that same last name. So old fashioned. So old fashioned. And uh, yeah, we are the Faces Voices founders of All Things Fierce, namely here on the YouTube channel, on the Fierce family. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, it's the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Uh, we've been doing this for about nine years. We've been So we've been married going on 19. Mm-hmm. But around our 10th anniversary, we said, you know what? There's a lot of couples that, that you know, they just need to be pointed to Christ. So let's just point them to Christ. And that's what we're doing. And you know what? God has kept us here doing this. So thank you for joining us. It's an honor to have you. Um, as a quick mention, we don't do this hardly ever, but we do have books and resources if you're looking for tangible ways to grow in your marriage. We have the 31-Day Pursuit Challenge. That's like kind of a uh, every husband and wife books, yeah. and they each have their own challenges on how to love one another well and pursue one, one another in the name of loving like Christ. We also have the 40-Day Prayer Journey. Yeah. So if prayer is something that you kind of are not great at in your marriage and you maybe want to get better at, I'd probably recommend those books. If you're feeling like there's a bit of a cold snap or you're trying to reconnect with your spouse and you're having some mm-hmm. problems, uh, definitely go with a 31-day pursuit book and take a break day in yeah. there. That's our only thing we didn't write into that book was some break days. So do like seven days, take a break. Do another seven days, or three take days. a break it's up day. To you. Yeah, you know just what? work it out. The books serve you well. Yes. If you want to find those, go to our website. It's shop.fiercemarriage.com. We have a good number of resources there for you. Okay, so uh, we also have these new shirts. Selena's not wearing it, but it's we have these women by design shirts, which mm-hmm. I don't wear them. 
<laughs> but Selena wears these For shirts purpose. and sweatshirts. Yes. Go to womanbydesign.us. You can find out all about those. And we've talked about those in the past, so I'll leave it at and that. And all on our social media feeds and yep. whatnot. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, today we're talking about gaslighting for a few reasons, um, because like Ryan mentioned uh, two weeks ago, I think we talked about manipulation and how gaslighting mm-hmm. is one of the primary tactics of manipulators uh, in marriage or in manipulators in general. Uh, we are a marriage pa- podcast, and so gaslighting happens more often than you'd think, especially and even in Christian marriages. So uh, it's something that we need to identify, like you said, and begin to learn how to walk in the light uh, Mm. and bring God glory in that. Also, we want you to be aware of it and equipped to fight it so that not just so you can have a better marriage, that's part of it, but we believe that's actually secondary to having a marriage that honors Christ Mm -hmm. and that displays the love of God in Christ Mm -hmm. in the ways only a marriage can. That doesn't mean that everybody's called to marriage. That's maybe a tangent, but the point is you are married for a reason that's bigger than you. And so we believe that if you can kind of become more intelligent, have your marital intelligence raised, mm-hmm. then the opportunities to glorify God in that, uh, they, they grow kind of in direct proportion to that. So we want you to be aware of it and equipped to fight against it. And I'd say not only equipped to fight against it in your own marriage, but possibly recognizing it in other marriages around <laughs> yeah. you. Um, not that you need to be the police, but how can <laughs> we, why, why how can yeah. we love others, you know, and help maybe if you see somebody struggling, um, help lead them into the light. So, uh, so Selena, I'm going to ask you a question here. You're ready for it. Don't worry. Gaslighting is one of these terms that we we hear have, a lot. We hear it a lot. Yeah. My dad is a psychologist, and he has been doing private practice for like 30 years. And he even now he's like coming to grips with the fact that what gaslighting is and even how is. prevalent it is. Yeah. And so it's one of these words that you, if it comes up in a conversation, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's horrible. You shouldn't do that. But we don't really know what it is. And so knowing what it is, I think starts with knowing where it even came from, which I think is a very potent example for illustrating. <laughs> What it actually is. So, Selena, where did the term gaslighting even come from? It came from a movie, a 1944 movie called Gaslight. Uh, And it's about this couple, a man and wife. They go move into her aunt's house because her aunt died or her aunt was murdered. I don't say aunt. That's weird. You can just say it. I think it's it's very uh, elegant sounding. Okay. Well, her her aunt aunt was murdered. (laughs) And so they're going there to try to like, you know, just I think figure out what happened and take care of her. Uh, her home and all of her things left behind. Anyways, as they're there, apparently the wife has some like mental health issues along the way that are hinted at, but uh, things start happening. Things start going missing in the house. And then things, uh, the lights that are gaslit uh, start dimming on occasion. And then she starts to think that like, you know, it's haunted or something there. It's going crazy. She's, maybe she's going crazy or something. So she mm. goes to her husband and she's like, what is happening? I feel like these things are happening. Uh, and he's just like, you're crazy. None of this is happening. You're imagining it. Um, how could you even think that I would do something like mm. that? Um, anyways, spoiler alert. If you're going to go watch the movie, then don't watch this anymore. But he <laughs> is the one that actually murdered the aunt. And they, he was there to try to find all her jewels and treasures. Jewels. And, <laughs> very 1944. <laughs> and was convincing his wife that she yeah. was crazy. And to and it was such a way that made her that made her want to stay isolated and stay in the home and not... Mm talk to anyone else right and so he was just trying to get her such to be such a recluse that he could just basically control her and control do whatever her. Yeah. so there's this undermining of her her very sense of reality oh yeah with the end in mind of control or controlling the narrative at least yeah so for your own gain and then isolating you off of that in that undermined reality yeah. 
so that I can be uh, have the upper hand right. in the marriage. And I and think the, it's important to read a few definitions just, to, again, for clarity and for kindness if you are listening and you're like, oh my goodness, mm. is this something that we're dealing with? Uh, the Gottman Institute, um, very famous for relationship uh, counseling, all of that, said gaslighting uh, is an insidious form of emotional abuse. Invo- it involves the denial or warping of another person's reality. Um, hmm. That was a tweet. Uh, one therapist said gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse where the perpetrator gains control and power over another through slow, gradual manipulation and invalidation by way of lies, criticism, and isolation. This leads the victim to question their reality, memories, and sanity. In this, uh, Google was just manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their sanity. And then I liked this one because we're big Got Questions fans, but it says gaslighting is a form of emotional and psychological abuse designed to gain control over the victim. Mm. Uh, while this article that it's referencing assumes a female victim gaslighting can be perpetrated by women against men, gaslighting has three main components. One, convincing the victim that the abuse she suffers is her fault. Two, convincing the victim that she did not experience what she thinks she did. And three, separating the victim from people who support her. So the tone of mm. the victimizer can be can alternate between concerned and kind, angry and abusive. Uh, the victim slowly learns to mistrust her own judgment perception and even sanity until she relies on her abuser to define reality for her Uh, they say that gaslighting is sin and comes from the place of selfishness and a desire to control wow so i mean we've covered a lot of ground in just the first few minutes here (laughs) i like definitions i feel like it gives you clarity it kind of puts together a few different words so that you can have a bigger picture Um, and it also i mean it still brings in more questions and how do we actually know what gaslighting looks like in marriage. But that quote from, um, uh, is it Mugatu from from Zoolander? Because oh. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yes, yes. So if you've ever felt like you're taking crazy pills, mm-hmm. you may be getting gaslit, all right? Yeah. Uh, and so what is the question here now is what does it actually look like in marriage? Because it definitely happens Well, outside of marriage. It happens in the church. It happens in, in certainly in cult kind of I think it can even happen in the workplace a ton too. And it happens, I think, culturally. Yeah. I mean, we're experiencing a good bit of that, and, and not to get down this rabbit hole, but in the, the wake of the Roe v. Wade yeah. uh, verdict being overturned, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of gaslighting happening there. Yeah. Uh, so I think one of the ways that we can truly know if we are being gaslit or we are gaslighting is um, it's it develops into a repeated pattern of manipulation. So it's not just kind of a one-off, like, I was just joking, like, you don't understand, but it's a constant pattern that causes you or causes the person to question their self, to doubt their self, uh, and to just constantly depend on you for their version of reality. And so Hmm. um, we're going to go through six uh, gaslighting examples that will, again, hopefully bring some clarity around what this looks like in marriage. Um, And then... Uh, We'll give you a way to kind of deal with it. Absolutely. Okay. Number one, trivializing. So what does it look like? They, they minimize your feelings. They suggest that your emotions don't matter or accuse you of overreacting. Mm-hmm. So th- it's a lot, it's usually more subtle than what it's going to sound like here. So just know that it's not going to ever look exactly like we're describing. But so to be completely transparent, you and I have dealt with this, dealt with, dealt with, we've dealt with this mm-hmm. a, a little bit in our marriage because yeah. I'll have, you know, I'll have emotions. How mm-hmm. dare you? <laughs> And I'll be like, Selena, I'm, I'm just, I'm frustrated. And your knee-jerk reaction is to say, well, you don't have, a, you don't say it these, in these terms, but, but basically say you don't have a basis for your frustration or the frustration itself shouldn't be there. Right. When I'm trying to explain like my side of the story, right? right. Or I'm trying to validate myself and 
not meaning to invalidate him in the process, but unfortunately that's kind of what happens. Yeah. And so the opposite of that is to say, well, I, I see what you're feeling and I, I recognize what you're feeling. Now let's deal with how you're feeling instead of just kind of dismissing it and telling you not to feel that way. Right, this right. comes out a lot in parenting too, because <laughs> kids' emotions are so irrational many times. You can say that feeling does not make sense. Stop feeling it. Well, they said- in reality, they they just need to, they need to go through it, not around it. Well, and the, uh, many of the articles I read were like, kids are champion gaslighters to their parents because <laughs> they're just like, I never heard her tell me to do the dishes. Like, mom never told me to do the dishes. Right. And so it's just interesting. Because they're funny. sociopaths. That's why. Stop. <laughs> no, they, they are no not. but they can take a little, they're very good at convincing themselves of, yes. a, of a part of the true reality yes. and making that the entire true reality. Yes. So trivializing. So, yeah. and It's either minimizing yeah. or overreacting. And again, the, the, the antidote there, and maybe we'll just touch on That's antidotes good. as That's we go good. along, yeah. is in, don't don't go around the emotion, all right? Go through it. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. Okay? If someone's angry, it's, it's not, the answer is not just stop being angry, but let's, what's the root of that anger? And you yeah. guys, this is a gospel reaction to this, mm-hmm. that God never asks us to deny, you know, he, to the, what we're feeling. What he does ask of us or require of us is to deal with emotions in a godly way. Right. And so, yeah, don't go around it. Go through those tough emotions. I think that's a good indicator. If you find yourself trying to avoid it, stop, pause, um, try to figure out the way through yeah. it. Uh, the second one is countering. So they question your memory, they make up new details, or they just mm. flat out deny that something even happened, or they might blame you for the situation uh, entirely. So what would be the antidote here? Well, it takes a, a good bit of charity and truth. So we need, as husbands, wives, we need to see, learn to train our eyes to see situations mm. accurately. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with ourselves and to frankly, to be okay with being wrong. Because a lot of times the reason why you're countering and questioning their memories is because you do not want to be wrong. Right. And so already you've lost sight of the whole point. <laughs> How quickly we've lost sight. And, and, and it's not about just winning the argument. It's about adhering to God's truth yes. because that's how we adhere to the word of God. That's how, how we adhere to obedience to God is by seeing truth as the straight up and down line that it is and not letting our, our own manipulative hearts, manipulate yeah. our own minds into, into into thinking something's wrong. So the antidote is just train your heart to be okay with being corrected mm. and train your heart to love truth more than being well, right. Well, and doesn't the Bible talk about like the fool does not like to be corrected, but like the mm. wise man heeds correction, right? Yeah. Discipline, you trust the discipline of the father. And so if we are yeah. balking at the correction that we are receiving, then we need to lean into it i mean in all honesty like keep leaning into it right because if the end game pointing back to the gospel the end game is to be sanctified under the image of christ yeah as we are running our race that we might cross that finish line with strength being wrung out for the gospel the end game is honoring god along the way and so correction is is a leg up in that into winning that game is to being corrected so i can stop this behavior whatever it is and i feel like there's this theme of knowing truth so you know they say that people who can find counterfeit money right it's because they've studied the actual true real money <laughs> um yeah and they know the diff they know they can sense the counterfeit they know they can see the counterfeit within yeah. it because they are so acquainted with the truth and that is how we need to be as believers and followers of christ being in the word daily being in prayer daily conversing with other sisters and brothers mm-hmm. in christ not forsaking the gathering worshiping the lord um in spirit and in truth and so those are the ways again that mm-hmm. we can be equipped to fight back the lies uh, and the darkness is just being so acquainted with truth. Okay, so the number three example of how 
gaslighting works itself out in marriages is withholding. So another mm. way to look at that is that they brush off your attempts to have a discussion or they accuse you of trying to, to confuse, confuse them. them. Mm-hmm. See what that is? So it's like you're... I'm, I'm responding to something you said to me and now I'm making you question what you're saying because you're trying to confuse me and really I'm trying to debase what you're saying. Right. And in other words, I'm trying to make you question your own reality. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of just engaging with what you're saying, I've now circumvented what you're saying and now I'm going straight to your motive, hmm. which God judges the heart, not me. Mm-hmm. Now we know our spouses and we kind of, we know that they when can touch buttons. We know tones. Yes. I know when you're being malfeasant. <laughs> it's most of the time, frankly. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, and so this, they'll brush off your attempts to yeah. actually have a discussion about a hard thing. Yeah. And instead they'll say, no, I'm not going to engage with your idea because your idea itself is without merit because yeah. you're crazy after all. Yeah. And you're just trying to confuse me. This is you trying to attack me. So it's, it's hard because it, I feel like they mm-hmm. turn the tables, but in such a way that there might be like a grain of truth within the, the withholding, mm-hmm. uh, or the attempt to withhold. So uh, number four, is that? Number four, yep. diversion. Diversion. So when you bring up a concern about their behavior, they change the subject or they turn it back on you once again by suggesting that you're making it up. Hmm. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of specific examples of, um, and this could be as benign as, hey, you know, you're always home late. Yeah. And you always say you're going to be home at, at 5.30. You're, you're never home before 6. What's the deal? And the, then the... Uh, the knee-jerk reaction could be, "What are you talking about? I'm, always, you know, I've been I've been home this many times at 5:30 or whatever." And so immediately they're they're uh, questioning the historical, you know, instead of do, lovingly looking at their spouse and saying, "In your heart, whether or not it's true, let's deal with this fact that you you think that I am not honoring my word right. when it you comes feel, to being home yeah, at yeah, a timely ma- yeah. in a timely manner." Let's address this. You feel this because sometimes I will say things like that. Like I will say, "Oh, I feel like you the you always and you never statements are very triggering." Yeah. Because he can be like, well, I, I'll say, okay, I don't feel like we've spent any time together. And he will say, Selena, we spent all day together yesterday, and we also spent the whole evening together. And we tomorrow are spending like it could be. I could be spending weeks with him and feel I still my bucket just has a hole in it, right? Well, and so, okay, and that's a good point because as a husband, then it's my job to recognize, okay, to think. Even though a- am I not spending time with my wife? And if I go through the inventory of my mind or calendar yes. and I look back, I am actually spending time with your wife. The next question is not, how can I prove her wrong? Yeah. Next question is, why does she feel disconnected from me? Because he's on his phone all the time. <laughs> am I? I'm not on my no. phone. <laughs> We're both on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's just, yeah, yeah there's a reason for the yeah. disengagement. But again, it's going through, it's going to, it's not going around. Or you're not doing quality things that, that, that would create connection yes instead you're just kind of maybe existing near one another and not actually engaging connecting yes. with one another all right so number five. uh number five is forgetting or denying mm. when you mention a specific event or something they said they might say they can't remember or tell you it never happened at all yeah that's that's it's like that's men in black right there just to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. never happened and this is a, this is particularly kind of insidious when there's a dynamic in the marriage where one person already has the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And so the the person may be coming to the table with this question or they're mentioning a specific event that they right. have issue with. If they don't have the upper hand, the manipulator, the one with the control, yeah. will then deploy this tool to then once again make you question yourself. Right. 
Right. And then, honestly, a lot of gaslighting uh, leads to infidelity. It's led to affairs. Um, it's it's just, mm. it's sinful, it's dangerous, it's darkness, and we need to rid our marriages of it. We need the Lord's help. Again, back to the beginning. We have one more left, but back to the beginning, just to, as a recap, uh, or as just a, to re- remind you, motive matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you have a, a wife or a husband who is is consciously trying to do these things, like they're going to just know how to do it better now because they've watched this. And so our plea to you is is look to Christ, repent if this is something that you find yourself in. And if, if you find that you're doing these because you're hiding things, repent of those things that you're hiding, mm-hmm. turn from them, come clean. come clean for the health of your marriage, for frankly, the health of your soul. Now you're saved by grace. Okay, but we cannot live in unrepentant sin. Mm-hmm. That is not something... Re- Christians do like yeah. categorically. That's not what we do. We repent. We believe. We repent. We believe. And so, motive matters. If you find that you're doing these things unintentionally, ask the Lord to make those moments clear those, to you. Yeah, and those motives clear. And if you're listening to this thing and, and you're denying it, even as you're watching this or hearing this, um, we're just praying that the Lord softens your heart. So yeah. let's do the final one, number seven, right? Six. Number six. Okay. Discrediting. So they suggest to other people that you can't remember things correctly. You get confused easily, or Selena likes to make things up. <laughs> They like to make things up. This can threaten your career when it happens at work. It'll threaten your marriage when it happens in your marriage. It'll threaten friendships when it happens in friendships. Mm-hmm. When it starts to undermine the very, like your very, I don't know, the, it discredits you. Being, yeah. It under, yeah. undermines you as an individual. And man, how counter uh, to the spirit of marriage is that, right. right? I'm now, we're in a marriage, sure. We've at some point, we got together, we got married, we said I do, we said our vows. And, and over time, we've grown apart to where now I am, Seeing her as a completely different part of my life that I can discredit her without also undermining myself. But Paul himself said in Ephesians 5, like a man does not uh, want to harm his own body and therefore he should love his wife as he loves himself. Mm -hmm. So think of it like this. If I'm discrediting my wife, I'm discrediting myself. And if not before men, definitely before God because Mm -hmm. we are one flesh. Mm -hmm. And so I need to serve her. And and of course, it goes both ways. But yeah, discrediting is... very much against it. What's the antidote to that? I think is to see yourself rightly right. uh, and to, again, come clean of whatever it is you're trying to, uh, whatever that motive is, yeah. but see your spouse as somebody made in the image of God, worthy of honor and respect. Now it doesn't, if they are making things up, that's a different story. <laughs> and that's a yes. different category of yes. marital dysfunction. Um, but if they aren't making things up, but you're making people believe they are, or you're discrediting what they say or how they feel because you're just in your mind, you're thinking, ah, they just make things up. She can't really feel that way. Uh, that's, that's a dead end in your marriage and you need to, you need to back out of it and go another way. So we've talked about six examples of gaslighting, hopefully giving you a bigger, better picture of, uh, what it actually looks like. Um, gaslighting will often lead you to feel a few things, uh, or do Mm. a few things again that we want to hopefully shed light on, um, it leads you to often doubt and question yourself, which you've seen that theme through the last six mm. examples, uh, to wonder constantly whether you're too sensitive. Um, you are apologizing frequently all the time, even for things that maybe you don't truly understand uh, or are you should be blamed for. Uh, you have difficulty with decision making. Uh, you feel generally unhappy, mm. confused, and not like your usual self. Uh uh, gaslighting again often leads you to avoid loved ones since you don't know how to explain what's going on. Right, because on the from the outside, this will look clear as day. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a situation in our own personal lives where we have loved ones that are being gaslit, mm-hmm. and we've tried, 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 and said, "Can't you tell 
that you're being lied to? Can't you tell you're being manipulated? How can you not see this? Oh, yeah, well, you know, and they kind of acknowledge what you're saying, but they don't really want to engage with it because somewhere deep down, and this is how I got through to them, remember, mm-hmm. the conversation. Mm-hmm. I said, this is what's happening. And I said, deep down, you know. You know this is what's happening. Yeah. But you're not willing to admit it because you're afraid that you're right. Right. Because, and everything that comes along with being right, right. about something like this. Right. And that was a light bulb moment. It was the beginning of, I, I hope to be the healing or at least right. the closing off of that manipulation. Right. Um, the relationship healing is, is going to have to be an act of God. Um, but to everyone outside, they're going to know very clearly. And if you find yourself wanting to avoid people who will, who will call it into question, that should be a huge red flag. Right, right. Um, so, so gaslighting, you know, we said it came from this movie, but it... <laughs> uh, it more importantly can it comes from a place of, of either great fear or great narcissism. Um, mm. It can be learned or instinctive. Um, it's often difficult for a gaslighter, like you were saying, um, to admit that they have a problem because they kind of believe at some point that they are putting the world into kind of this proper place in this way, uh, and the goal is reasonable and it's mm. not asking a lot. Um, but anyone who works against that goal, they think is is wrong and needs to be set straight. But the Bible, of course, instructs us differently in this area, right? Mm. It's instead of doing stuff selfish, like having conversations selfishly um, and in mm. a way that is one-sided and controlling, the Bible instructs us to to do everything, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but mm. in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but to each of you the interest of others. That's in Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Uh, Romans 12, 3 says this, For by the grace given me, I say that every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith mm. that God has distributed to each of you. And that's yes. what we talk about, being lovers of the truth of God and mm-hmm. being Lovers have seen things rightly. Right. That's what Paul is talking about. And seeing yourself, thinking of yourself. Yeah. Thinking of yourself with sober judgment. That is, I feel like that's a loaded term. That's a lot harder, easier said than done. That's a mark of a Christian of a Christian life, right? Is is again the death to self and and flesh and sin, right? The death to ourselves, right. but the life in Christ. So the life in Christ is a selfless one. The life in Christ um, mm. bears with other, bears with one another, right? They're. Yeah. Go a few verses down, Romans twelve ten. Be they're devoted to one another. Be devoted to one another. It says, honor one another above yourselves. Yeah. Again, counter, counter, what? Not countercultural, but somewhat countercultural to the whole like gaslighting. And counter flesh, because flesh. our flesh would say that we want, you know, we want to be right. We don't want yeah. to be wrong. We don't want to be the person causing this. So that's those are things, verses to let go to heart. If you're if you find that some of this is pricking your conscience and you're thinking, right. wow, I've done these things and I'm, I'm a gaslighter. Like yeah. the, admit it and then run to the truth, run right. to Christ um, and then run to your spouse and, and ask them to help you, to forgive you, to, right. uh, to work with you as you are sanctified Seek counsel. through this. Seek Absolutely. counsel, get outside perspective, run from the darkness, friends. Well, and there might, yeah. they also, in the research we were looking at, they said that it can come from a deep seated wound that you may not yeah. even really understand what, uh, where it's come from. And so by seeking counsel, by having someone else come in and help you unpack some of that, yeah. um, you know, Jesus can heal and he is will- he is willing. So for the person who's abused. The person who's being gaslit. Yes. Um, God made us and designed marriage to be interdependent on one another and designed the relationship between individuals and the body of Christ to be interdependent. Mm-hmm. Okay, notice that's different from independence and it's different from codependence. Mm-hmm. It's interdependence. And so he didn't make us, he, we don't just run away from these types of problems. We, right. we, we work with others through them. So this is the, 
the call to you if you're being gaslit and you're realizing it. Be dependent on people in your life, Mm -hmm. be interdependent rather, on people in your life to see um, this stuff called into the light Mm -hmm. and dealt with with righteousness and holiness and pray. And this Mm -hmm. is going to come up later. We have four ways to begin dealing with it tangibly. And pray that God will soften your heart, soften your spouse's heart as you yeah. go through this. Psalm 25.5 says this, Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Yes. For the person who's abused, I mean, it can feel like truth and reality is just unraveling. And so clinging to God's mm. word, clinging to uh, the truth and reality of who he is, uh, is going to be so important. Wow. Uh, Philippians 4.8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever mm. is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I love this. This is in Second Timothy 1. It says, The Spirit which God gave us does not make us timid, mm. but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So don't be timid, um, because that's not the Spirit that God has given you. You have mm. the Helper, the Holy Spirit, in you, helping you now walk in in step with the spirit by faith and i think there's a difference between being timid and being humble right i think timidity is a again a consistent pattern of being and it's fear-based and it's yeah. fear-based yeah. whereas humility is faith-based <laughs> yeah so four tangible ways to begin dealing with gaslighting uh the first one's going to be pray mm-hmm. um please don't just throw this one out as like a token christian point mm-hmm. we need to pray for clarity and discernment on whether or not, frankly, whether or not it is gaslighting by mm-hmm. you or your spouse. Pray that God would heal you and your spouse of this mm-hmm. sin uh, and pray earnestly. And pray for your, your hearts to be soft and to have confidence in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the second one? So uh, Seek counsel. Again, this is a bringing somebody in, not being isolated, which is the third one. <laughs> but seek counsel from mentors, mm-hmm. like Christian mentors, trusted friends, pastors, a Bible-based counselor. Seek counsel. Don't do it alone. No. I'm going to jump to the fourth one. It'll be the third one now. Um <laughs> Keep a journal, um, and this this is very very practical. And yes, this is. Uh, I want to be careful with this because you want to know what objective reality is, and sometimes by keeping do. a journal, you, you can better. You yes, can. there's three ways that I think a journal can function because, in some of my um, non-Christian research, I guess they wanted to have evidence, you know, to show that the person's wrong, which which is not bad. It's the word, but it's okay. It, evidence sounds more harsh than a journal, so. We said keep a journal. Uh, it can be used in three ways. One, to remind yourself of the facts and the truth, right, of God's mm-hmm. word and the reality that you are in. Uh, number two, to possibly take notes to determine whether or not it's gaslighting. Like if you're questioning things, write yeah. some things down and process it. Um, and three, evidence, if and when you decide to seek help, if it, if it is confirmed as gaslighting, um, it's hard to remember every single instance and every single response. But if you can take a few minutes after something and say, this is what I said, this is what yeah. happened, um, and the response, I think it will hopefully empower you, again, not to win, but to find that reconciliation, to find your way back to unity uh, and yeah. oneness. Well, a journal is a way of verifying the truth because you know that your own memory can be manipulated but if you write it down absolutely it's 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 fixed um i I wanted to have one other one other point here on how to deal with it in your marriage um and this again came up in our own lives recently uh don't settle for fake evidence like Mm. we talked about keeping a journal if you're trying to rebuild trust like do the thing that takes to rebuild trust because so often when you're being manipulated you want to believe the best and Mm. you want to to believe the narrative because you don't want to deal with the the reality of of you being lied to or being gaslit and so insist on the truth and if you remember we went down this kind of journaling route it wasn't journaling it was another aspect like another aspect of seeking truth 
um, that was very objective, very mm -hmm. fixed. And it was the way to open up that door and mm -hmm. start walking in the light because yeah. otherwise you just keep going down this dark hole. It gets darker, more isolated, more cloudy. Yeah. And you are ever so hopeful, I think, in the situations, right? right? And so it just plays against you because right. any thread like a, a gaslighter will give, will be kind to you in a moment, but then the next moment be super aggressive. And that kindness will be like, it'll, it'll hook your soul right. and your hope. And then you'll think that, oh, we are actually, things are changing. Oh, we're, we're growing when in reality, right. it's not the case. Right. So if this is you, hey, we're praying for you and, and we're, we're, at, we're asking the Lord to show you clear ways that you can begin walking out of this. As a believer, we're called to new life, not just at the moment of salvation, not at the moment that God plucks you out of the fray of eternity and says, you're mine. Mm -hmm. That's new life. Mm -hmm. But then with this ongoing process of mm -hmm. sanctification where this life here and now is being renewed day by day mm -hmm. in, our, in our own flesh that we are being sanctified is what the Bible calls mm -hmm. it. Um, if you're hearing this, you're thinking, yes, I want that. I want new life. I want to be called God's. I want to walk in the light. Uh, we're here to tell you that that invitation is wide open. Uh, and that means that that would mean for you to drop everything and to pick up the cross of Christ and follow him. And the way that looks is you just become a Christian. And that's mm -hmm. maybe that may not may mean a lot. So we've set up a website for you mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so you can find out what it means to become a Christian. The website is this, thenewsisgood.com. Go there. There's some uh doctrines there, things of what it means and what you're actually believing in. And then there's paths forward into Christian community and into discipleship from there. And we hope that you take us up on that because we do want to call you brother and sister in Christ. We want to see your marriage flourish, not mm -hmm. just for your own good, but for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And as a result, for our good, mm -hmm. your good. Um, with that said, um, let's pray and then um, we'll call it. Okay. Lord, I thank you for your truth. I thank you that your truth is reliable, that it is fixed, that it is not a moving target. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to live as those who are know you, who are the capital T truth. Help us to love you as we love the truth. Help us to honor you as we seek to find the truth. Mm. Help us to find health um, in our marriages so that we may not be people who are twisting the truth, bending the truth in the name of manipulating and, and claiming power for ourselves, but instead we would align ourselves with your truth and giving you all the power and all the glory in our marriages. Pray for the husband who's discouraged, encourage him. I pray for the wife who feels hopeless, give her hope. It's only in you that we have hope, and it's only in you we have courage. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. All right, uh, this podcast, this ministry, are only possible because, and I mean that, because of our patrons. So if you're a patron, um, thank you. Yes. I sincerely mean that. Um, our gratitude is yours eternally, I, and I, because you are a big part of God's mm. grace in allowing us to do this work so that he might be glorified. So yeah. if you want to be a part of our small group of patrons, you can go to this website. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. And we just ask one thing, that you would go there only if the Lord leads you. Mm -hmm. And that uh, and that would be an act of obedience on, uh, for his glory. So, uh, yeah, with that said, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... In the can. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce. Stay fierce.